everyone, it's me, Sean Capri. I'm in my car, and you're listening to the most horse-powerful podcast on the internet. It's the Xbox Drive. That's actually a really hard thing to say, the horse-powerful podcast on the internet. And I'm on a Skype call with my good friend, Luke Lore, the insipid ghost. He's a co-host ghost, insipidly of ghost. And Luke, we're going to talk about State of Decay 2, has as many listener players as we have listeners, and Need, Need for Speed, and Gamescom, and a whole bunch else. So why don't you go ahead, jump into the passenger seat, sit on the laptop, jump on in to the Xbox Drive. Greater than X. Hello, Sean Capri. Luke Lore, how are you, my friend? I am well. I'm back at work. My Ooh. whole life has been flipped, turned upside down. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And and here I am. Here I am. You're I'm, energizing I'm today's the- youth. That's right. Tomorrow's That's right. Educating. Mm-hmm. It's it's the early part of the year, so we're in just meetings all day, all day. Ugh. No kids for another two weeks, but but we're in meetings all day. Just talking about what you're gonna do when those kids step out of line. Yep, that's right. Mm-hmm. Drop kick them to the to the eyebrow. Mm-hmm. That's what just I do. Uh, take away their Fortnite, and that's it. That'll be, that'll you be can't take my, I can't control my child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he plays Fortnite all day. <laughs> Have you oh, tried snap. removing the controller from their hand? No, it's ruining their it's life. Super glued. He thought of that already. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's probably why he's not doing so good on his test, because he can't hold a, a number two pencil. You know what I mean? They still use number two pencils, Luke? Yes. Yes, they do. That okay. is a real thing. Okay. Scantrons, yep. is that a thing? Uh, less so. Less really? so. But it does exist. They do exist. They're oh, phasing that's them a out. Shame. But yeah, yeah. They, exist. they seemed yeah. old even when we were kids, to be honest with you. They seemed oh, like old hat when we were when we were youngsters. Absolutely. It's filling it out, like filling the A, bubble it in properly. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. You don't want to get a wrong answer because you filled it in wrong. That's no good. That's I don't true. like it. It's true. Sean Capri, we've we've been playing some games. There's game news. How how's your gaming verse been? What have you been up to? I've been uh I, you know, can I tell you? I I I rented a game called Wolfenstein Youngblood and I really wanted Lincoln to to say it on uh, on camera. I was trying to teach him how to say Wolfenstein and um I'm not sure how he actually was saying it pretty well, but I'm not sure how people would react to me trying to teach my 2-year-old about this um Nazi killing game. So I, I pulled back on it, but I thought I'm I would share little, at least well, here. Well, well not I'm just shooketh. I'm okay, shooketh. Okay, that's what I thought. I'm, I, I'm of mixed, I have a mixed persuasion here. Mm-hmm. You know, I like, yeah, there's a the message in that. guys and kind of thing? No, no, no. I, I grant you, it's, it's Wolfenstein. Like, what does a kid sound like? I'm curious, but also like, he's, how did you, how did you, <laughs> did you just repeat it a bunch? And yeah. now he's going to go to school and be like, Wolfenstein. Yeah. The teacher's like, I don't know what that is. I'm going to Google it. Oh my goodness. The Pretty Capri's. much. That's what I, that, and, and I'll have like recorded proof of me damaging my child. So, you know, I try to be careful about that. There, there's already enough. I'm making enough mistakes as it is. I don't need to publicize every single one of them. So there's, yeah, so well, there's that. And, and why bring it up, you know, a week after we talked about if video games influence children? No, it's <laughs> yeah, good. exactly. Good. Start him no young, problem. man. Yeah. I hope, you know, I'm really banking on the, uh, he's not going to be a serial murderer part of the, mm-hmm. the narrative. So hopefully yeah. that works out. Okay, so so I've heard a lot about Wolfenstein Youngblood of yep. late. I've heard you know, from from various people on uh, on different podcasts, mm-hmm. liking it, disliking it, experiencing the Switch version versus the ultra high settings PC or yep. Xbox One X. Which which device did you play this on? And tell me your impressions. I played it on stream at Twitch.tv slash Sean Capri uh, last night, and. Um, I tell you what, Luke, this game is built to be a co-op experience, and I'm playing it solo, unfortunately. So I see a lot of potential here, but I can't really comment on the full experience because I've played it by myself. Uh, It Mm -hmm. starts out 
really nice. I really like the dynamic between the two sisters. I think they're hilarious. And the mm-hmm. Wolfenstein world that has been created in this new franchise sort of reboot is so wacky and weird. And this is kind of like taking it to the nth degree. And there was a little, I would say, even like millennial energy into the 70s. And mm-hmm. I dig it, man. It feels kind of like, it feels like a, um, oh, what the heck was it? I had it and I totally lost it. The game by Ubisoft, you're running around. It starts with an F. There's five of them. Far Cry New Dawn. Far Cry, thank you. It's a Far Cry mm-hmm. New Dawn. Yes. That's sort of like just irreverent kind of energy to it. Um, by the way, you're, you're killing Nazis everywhere. So they're, they're just kind of having like this, this good old time killing Nazis. Mm-hmm. And um, I really dig it, man. I just wish that I could play it. Like I wish I could play it with you because it does remind mm-hmm. me of uh, even a Borderlands type of co-op experience that I'm not able to have. So because I'm playing solo the other sister is being played by ai like by the computer and Mm -hmm. um there's so much opportunity the level design is so great that like i should be able to like flank really well if i was coordinating with you there's a lot Mm -hmm. of these laser holding super soldier nazis that that are really damaging but my my ai sort of colleague is not helping me in the way that i would really like her to so but you and i if we were to try this game out we could really we could really haul ass man and this this is the game that if you get the deluxe edition at forty bucks instead of thirty, which is its standard price, mm-hmm. you get a buddy pass to like kind of permanently have. Yeah, and you can see like I'm glad they mentioned that a couple weeks ago, and you could see kind of like why they did that because I do feel like that's integral to the experience. And I'm curious, I haven't really read the reviews; I've mostly just kind of heard the the summary of the scores and whatnot. And so I don't know how many people like full on reviewed it as a solo experience and then didn't really tap into playing this with a friend. I could just I have to imagine that it's that it's quite a bit better. It's also hard as balls, uh, mm-hmm. Luke Lore. I I'm dying a lot, unfortunately. But it, the game is is generous and it's um there's this mechanic where you can find shared lives. So if you get mm-hmm. knocked down, it's that mechanic that you're probably pretty familiar with where you'll you have a bit of a bleed out session or a bleed out timer. Sure. And yeah, um, yeah. you can hope for the for them to come on over. You can call for help. And they'll mm-hmm. even throw themselves in, fr- in front of bullets to try and help you up. But if you bleed out, then you use up a shared life. And so mm. if one of you is dying all the time, then you're going to use up those shared lives and then it's game over. But it does, uh, I, I am getting knocked down quite a bit. And that's, mm-hmm. uh, that's a little bit tricky. So it's the, it's the older system of health where uh, you're, not, you're not Wolverine. You're not regenerating your health. So I, I am playing it like a Call of Duty game, unfortunately. But I need to play mm-hmm. like a Wolfenstein or Doom game where I go find health and recover you know it's funny because you're talking about playing it and i i really enjoy id shooters i Mm -hmm. really like that style but i played rage 2 uh doom eternal is coming out this year i don't know that i need to jump into wolfenstein youngblood to to cure that itch knowing that i just had one good experience in in terms of shooting mechanics and then i've got doom eternal right around uh, the corner mm-hmm. is we we talked about this last week, I believe, but is this aptly priced at thirty bucks? I definitely think so. I think there's some neat experimentation here, and there is this does walk a bit of a line. Like I think the the original two, or, or I guess the two Wolfenstein games and and uh, the expansion, they were they lean more heavily on uh, stealth mechanics. Actually, like you 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 you're better off not taking on a whole swath of, of enemies. This one mm-hmm. because you have a partner, you can take on more. So there are moments where it feels like Doom, but its DNA is in the original two uh, Wolfenstein games. So there is an element of stealth that would be better, and in, in that perspective, it's almost like a it almost has like a Dishonor type of flavor to it as well. So I have these like these runs where it feels like Doom, where I kind of like I get one guy and I pop him right in the right 
spot in the face. And then, mm-hmm. gonna, and I, if it's just basic soldiers, I'm okay. Then I get stuck on these super laser soldiers, and and things get a little bit trickier. So I just need I need some help. But it, the game mm-hmm. itself doesn't really. I don't know if it knows what it really wanted to do. So looking towards Doom uh, Eternal, I, it gets me excited for that. This is like a little bit of an appetizer for that. All right, and my final question for you on this is, how much do you think Wolfenstein Youngblood is going to influence the next Wolfenstein proper game? Mm, well, I don't know where it's going, so I'm only a couple hours in, so it's it's mm-hmm. it's difficult to say, but I just, it, it, it is familiar in that the characters are so wacky. There's a whole group of characters who are there, and... Um, like you're the two sisters, you got this weird muted mute guy who he can't talk, and uh, or I guess he doesn't talk. You got a weird disco chick, so you got a whole like kind of crazy cast of characters, which is mm-hmm. what you've come to expect in Wolfenstein. So I don't know uh, where they're gonna go from here, but it's it's awesome just jumping onto a big zeppelin and taking down Nazis and throwing them into a, a jet engine plane or a, uh, into mm-hmm. an engine and taking the whole damn thing down. It's crazy as all get out. But I'm not sure where they go from here, man. I wasn't even sure where they're going to go after the last one. I definitely wouldn't have said uh, twin sisters and and the daughters looking for B.J. Blaskowitz. But here we are. Surely, and I enjoyed the first two of this generation: Old Blood and uh, oh goodness, the New Order, the New Order mm-hmm. and the Old Blood, and then Wolfenstein: The New Colossus. I didn't really get into, uh, but this I am you've piqued my interest. And if nothing else, maybe this is a a Black Friday sale, or if it hits Game Pass the way that uh, several other Bethesda games have. Maybe that's where it ends up, and, mm-hmm. and I, I check it out there. But this is one that I've not written off. It's just going to be not right now, given the current slate of future titles we got coming up. That that totally makes sense. And for me, it was a big like it was it was a library game. Like it was, I was sure. I was lucky enough to get uh, right on that. So uh, I, I got it pretty pretty soon after it launched. I think so. I'm happy to play, and I'm going to be probably playing it until next week. So hopefully, I'll get a uh, a nice way through. I have no idea how long it is, though. To be honest with you, mm, I'm not sure if this is be a, interesting. a big experience or not. So. Game length and co-op games, it's got to be a unique approach because you have to account for people that play solo or uh, multiplayer. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the update, good yeah, sir. Yeah, good times. How about you? Have you been playing anything? No, nothing new, nothing special that's like of note. No. I've been doing a lot of reading. I finished the Gears novel. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Gears Ascendance. Really finished that. I started reading The Witcher. Loving that. Mm-hmm. Um So, like, nothing, no new games have been on my slate because, you know, work started back in this uh, that's that's where my attention has been, um, but you know a lot of evergreen titles, enjoying Apex and, and some of Did my. Did you play old solos at all? Stuff. Not yet, not as the time oh, of no recording. Way. I um I'm back on my Luke sleeps sleeps at like eight o'clock at you know goes to bed at eight oh, kind of yes. thing. Yes, yes, yes. Um, we're getting there. We're mm-hmm. getting there. Getting close to it because I'm getting up. Hi so there. Early. Can but, I just um, get a large diet coke, please? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot. I was gonna get a coffee. It's hot, man. I've got my 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 AC down. By the way, I'm in my car. This is the Xbox drive. Ball. Remember? Remember when we? When we I'm in my right. car. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I remember. That's neat. Um, That's neat. I remember. Okay. So so last. First of all, it's good that you're hydrating yourself with a, with a cola there. <laughs> liter of cola. <laughs> yeah. Um, liter of cola, I, please. I died last week after our recording. Because like, you ordered coffee in the middle of the afternoon, and I was like, what are you doing? And yeah. then I looked, jumped into your stream that night, mm-hmm. and you're drinking the coffee. It's like 11 p.m. my time. I'm like, <laughs> you're a freak. You monster. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> you're like, yeah, I got to go to bed and get up early. Yeah, Coffee. Coffee. Like, oh, my goodness. Gracious. You know what, man? It, it helps. It, it, there's a way, and this is where you know you're becoming an old man, where you drink so much coffee throughout the day that it actually helps you crash through the, the caffeine crash that happens. So that's kind of what I'm looking forward to, man. Oh, it's uh, all good. I, I hope I never hit that spot. You'll, you'll hit. Gracious. it. I'm surprised you haven't as a teacher because you get enough mugs that you, the expectation is that you should be drinking a lot of coffee. But I guess not. I'm a member of TAM, Teachers Against Mugs. Stop mm. giving teachers mugs. Mm-hmm. We have too many. Mm-hmm. Stop it. 
Knock it off. If they stop the creating mugs for one year worldwide, we'd still be okay. Wasn't apples a thing for a bit? As I was, that was a teacher's, like, a, that's, that's the gift you're supposed to give them? Uh, yeah, give me money. That's what I want. Oh, money. It was money, money, everybody. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah right. That was it. <laughs> Undead Labs has reached 5 million players with State of Decay 2. Now, I'll tell you this right now. State of Decay 2, an underrated game for all the... Uh, what I would call beloved jank of that game. It's a great experience. I really yeah. enjoy State of Decay 2. It's unique. It's one of the best, I feel, zombie games ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the most presentable at first game, and I would grant anybody that logic. However, once you start playing it, there's something special in that that formula that is State of Decay 2. Uh, well, in the wake of their Heartland expansion, which I- is a story-based thing that you and I checked out at E3. No, the Oh, look at that. Look at that. Undead Labs hit 5 million players. It's a great achievement for the team, and they're continuing to grow. Polygon did a great write-up on them. Uh, I was ecstatic when I saw this news story, Sean. I am extremely encouraged by it. And I want to call out our good friend, Joseph Moran, Mr. Badbit himself, host of the Trophy Room PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. Thank you. You too. Uh, And because every time that I tell him that I really enjoyed this game, he goes to me and goes, oh, really, Sean? Are you still playing it? And I'm like, no, Joe, I don't play any game for more than like six hours. So mm-hmm. there's that. And this game, I'm pretty sure that I've got about 40 hours into this game. So I mm-hmm. really, this, this game dropped at a time that was perfect for me. And I, I was able to get, I would say, a great experience out of it. And they've added, since then, they've added a lot of content to it that I've always been intrigued to get into. Um, so my question is for you, Luke, like this announcement that there's 5 million players on, the, on State of Decay 2, is, is that exciting to you as somebody who might be tickled to go back towards the game Uh, yes absolutely and to me it speaks to the the value of game pass and the effectiveness of game pass i think we talked last week about how another developer came out saying that their their sales have tripled because of this and they've got more engagement longer engagement because of game pass it's outreach Mm -hmm. i think state of decay while at the time new state of decay w- was never meant to carry a portfolio nor was was crackdown um and they they were not meant to carry an exclusive portfolio but to fill one out quite well i think it does that in um to to a wonderful respect and so to see that they have 5 million players uh enjoying this game and it's a fairly i would argue quiet community it reminds me of a very niche community, maybe similar to like a fighting game community. Or oh, good one, yeah. People totally. that play 4X games or they play, maybe they just play Overwatch or just play Call of Duty, whatever. You know, they only play like one game where they're not vocal about certain aspects of their gaming. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the case with State of Decay fans. Uh, I hope that a lot of people are giving this a chance because the game proper is wonderful. And if you want a more narrative-driven stuff, the Heartland expansion is fantastic. If you want mm-hmm. a horde mode experience, the... Uh, goodness the daybreak dlc i believe is what it was called yep uh was 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 that and i i thoroughly enjoyed streaming that and so i think uh undead labs undead labs has a formula there and now with state of decay 3 they need to put some of that funding that xbox game studio funding into uh polish in their third game but to see state of decay 2 here at this point it's a nice reminder that you don't need to to be the loudest exclusive on the market to make people happy and, and help them enjoy it. Well, it, it makes me think of all the different um, content that I am not consuming because I am not hearing anybody talk about State of Decay, but that's because I exist, obviously, within a bit of an echo chamber that I've created for myself. So, like, mm-hmm. what streamers are playing State of Decay? Like, where where is this community? Five million players is not, a, like, not an insignificant number of players. Like, that's 
that's a that's a group that we should be able to see and identify. And I'm not, I, I'm curious now, like, why haven't I spotted that? Who is on Mixer or Twitch that's streaming this game that is sort of um, engendering this community as well and cultivating it? Um, or maybe it's not. Maybe it's completely different. Maybe it's not even a, a streamer thing. But certainly on podcasts and, and content creators that I've been uh, following over the last little bit, nobody's talking about this game. So this is curious to me. I would love to fly on the wall analytics, look at some of Xbox exclusives, you know, looking at seeing, seeing how Sea of Thieves uh, rebounded after its uh, anniversary update, how State of Decay hits 5 million players. Like, what's the growth uh, chart on that? You know, did they spike real quick and they, or did they drop down? Did they gradually move up to that number? Uh, and then I'm curious how Games with Gold hit that. Mm-hmm. Like, did Gears 4... I know those numbers increased because Rod Ferguson spoke about it and tweeted about it. But, like, what's the spike in those numbers? How much does a Games with Gold or an, a Game Pass uh, launch boost a game that is designed to have, like, kind of a, a fertility from multiplayer? And then how do you compare that to Anthem with what's going on over there? They would mm. launch Cataclysm, and you've got State of the K2 of all games talking about their 5 million players. And how many mm-hmm. thousands of players are playing Anthem, man? Like it's such, it's yeah. heartbreaking. And I don't mean to be a dink about it, but gosh, it's just like, really? Of if you were to talk to me a couple of years ago, which in twenty uh, mid twenty nineteen, which of the two games is going to be bragging about their five million players? It was not going to be stated at K two, man. That's for sure. And if you'd asked it even another year prior to that, if if anybody had said No Man's Sky was going to be getting the Beyond Ooh, update and be one. landing with so many players and VR and. Uh, some of the wonderful worlds that it's getting, and mm-hmm. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't No Man's Sky in Game Pass? Uh, like, I don't remember if it's in Game Pass. I, I, I don't not. remember if it is either. Like I, I'm starting to doubt myself as I say that. I don't think that, that so it is. I have check it, that while we It's record. ready at the library. I could go swing by. Oh, I'm sorry. I have to pull over for a second. There's a fire truck right next to me. We're all you being gotta... obeying the rules of the road. We all got out of the way. Good job, everybody. That's how you do it. That's how you let what? those first responders get to that emergency there. Okay, No Man's Sky is not on Game Pass at the no, moment. No, okay, I'm okay, glad okay, I caught okay, you a little good, moment good. there. Well, I have yeah, it ready at the that. library. Uh, nobody <laughs> nobody is in line to get No Man's Sky from the library. So I'm going to check it out, man, because every time they drop one of these big updates, it seems like a huge deal, and um, their patch notes are just full of love. I'm <laughs> seeing people tweet about how they're full of, like, they're, they're tearing up reading these patch notes because the, the team is so proud of what they've been able to accomplish with this update. I got to check it out, man. It just it continuously reminds us that communities can rebound, developers can rebound if they do it well and they do it properly. And something I speak to every week, messaging is so important mm-hmm. in those cases. You have to be able to communicate with your community appropriately for whatever it is you're doing. And uh, to, to kind of speak to that, Need for Speed Heat has been announced, and that's going to be coming out uh, later this year in a, an 80s nostalgic Vogue. Yeah. And I'm wondering who... Okay, so you're excited. I, I, my question was going to be, who's excited for Need for Speed <laughs> at this point? Like, who's who's wanting this? And I got my answer. Me. In my mind... Which Okay, so stick with that. Because in my <laughs> mind, I'm like, all right, I don't think Need for Speed's been ultimately as relevant as... Or very relevant since underground days and there have been some good hitters here and there but way more duds than not and then we live in a world where forza horizon 4 if they wanted to release another expansion that was focused specifically on street racing i think it would trounce something like this in, in quality prior to me seeing this game like let me be clear like i have not seen this other than the trailer but who's asking for need for speed and why do we hear about it now if it's releasing uh, so soon now well, now we have a gap in Forza. We don't have a motorsport coming out. It's been a bit since we had uh, Horizon 4, and it's been a while since we had 
a game with real attitude. Like you and I have talked about um, the setting and and Forza Horizon Four not really having the the character of of Horizon Three with Australia being the setting and being a very party centric kind of thing. And that's a little bit subdued, I would say, in the in the in Four. So for me, like there's there's a gap for a racer to come in with a little bit of attitude, a little bit something different, a little. Uh, and then a couple of the screenshots I saw with um, all I need to see in a Need for Speed Need for Speed screenshot are um, cop car lights. That's it. And I think of Most Wanted, and I saw just a really quick glimpse, and that's all I needed, man. Uh, in a year where there's no other racing game, at least on my radar, and people can correct me if I'm wrong, but it doesn't seem like there's anything coming up. I like my racing games maybe even more than the next person. Um, so I'm excited, man. I've got a long history with Need for Speed, and I've watched it just waver, just kind of just me- uh, neandering in its existence over the last couple of years totally unremarkable and so i like an underdog story as much as the next person so i want to see them come back i think there's greatness in need for speed and i'd like them to come back to it i enjoy the competition on the market and you mentioned police lights joel aka falcon asks on access on twitter and he says since it looks like we will not be getting a new forza game anytime soon how would you keep new people coming back to check out forza horizon 4 I would love to see a hot pursuit type game mode. That kind of alludes oh. to what you were saying. Mm-hmm. That would be great. Yeah, absolutely. Joel and I are we're both Canadians, so obviously we're the same mind on this. Uh, mm-hmm. Absolutely, that would be that would really just kind of put the nail in the coffin on Need for Speed because I feel like that's all that they got going for them now. Um, but we just got our Lego expansion. That was sort of that, I feel like that was the big one. Um, so I'm not sure what else they can do um, at this point other than to just completely rip off. That that aspect from Need for Speed, but yeah, man, I think we've kind of got all we're gonna get out of Horizon Four at this stage. What do you think? I I'd love this. I I think it's very possible we're done with with expansions to Forza Horizon Four. However, I would adore something like Night Rider mode, a pursuit type mode where you're playing as as Kit, the car from Night Rider, or some sort of themed content. My favorite aspect of of Forza Horizon Four were the th- was the themed Halo level mm-hmm. and. If, if putting a new aesthetic with the Forza quality, just like with with Lego, where you you were driving a Lego car, but you were playing Forza, and that was such a cool feeling. It's hard to describe to anyone that's not experienced it, but I encourage you on Game Pass, jump on Forza Horizon 4. It's the best racing game ever made, in my opinion, and I love it. I've just recently been streaming it. quite Almost every stream I've done in the past two weeks, John, has been Forza Horizon 4. I've, lo- I've been just re-immersed, and to have a pursuit-like mode would be fantastic and if it was themed to something if you're if you're in the ecto one chasing down ghosts oh cool you know, or, yeah. or, or just just something that that is an aesthetic that's not just i'm in a fast car you're in a fast car mm-hmm. man i think that would be a great way to continue and keep forza horizon 4 alive to, unto whatever it is that comes next but but i've gone on record in saying i don't think that we need a forza game as the next racing game but why not project gotham or something else that speaks to a quality racer just give the Forza name a rest. Yeah, I mean, you could borrow some things from the Mario Kart world of just, like, it becomes a bit of a celebration of the system that you're playing it on. Like, to your point, I think that's bigger than a mode, though. I think that's, like, that's a feature of the big change in, in Forza Horizon 5 to me. Like, I uh, I don't think that we're looking for another weather effect or that the location of the next Horizon game is going to be the big seller. It's got to be something more than that, where there's not enough places in the world that are really going to excite us in the way that Australia did. So what is it? It can't be puddles. It can't be anything like that. It's got to be something a little bit bigger. So how do you have celebration of Xbox franchises in Forza Horizon, I think, would be really, really sweet. 
I fully agree with you. Well, Horizon is taking us to Australia and to Great Britain, but Xbox will be taking us to Cologne, Germany in Gamescom 2319. They will be having the first inside Xbox at Gamescom. They'll be talking about uh, new reveals, new uh, game premieres, game mode premieres. They're going to be covering, uh, showing new footage from different games like Ghost Recon Breakpoint, Destiny 2. They're going to be talking about Gears of War 5's uh, Horde mode. Blair Witch will be on display. Plenty of others. They're even going to talk about XO. 19 and some new accessories. Sean, are you excited for this? I am so excited, man. Are you kidding me? I wish I could. I legit looked up flights <laughs> to see if I could go. No, you did not. I no, did. you did not. I did. Well, uh, Xbox kind of reached out and they're like, so, like, long shot, are you going to Gamescom? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I'll check it out, man. But completely impossible. Um, but, man, yeah, I, I am so excited. Wouldn't it be amazing to go to Gamescom, though? Like, is this, that's, maybe that's the, the final frontier of, of game conventions with E3 just imploding in upon itself. Maybe this is it. It's, it's just heartbreaking as us North Americans. It's not here. But my mm-hmm. goodness, there is a, there's an energy there that I'm kind of hoping that Microsoft taps into there as well. They, they harness the responsibility being the sole uh, platform holder having a live press conference at E3 this year, now with Gamescom being kind of bigger than ever, I'm hoping that they realize that there's something special happening there. And I think they do with all of the new reveals that they've got going on. I can't wait to see, of course, the hype train and the hype fire just burn high on Gears 5, man. Gear, yeah, oh, absolutely. After the tech test and some of the kind of immersive elements, I've been putting myself into that world again. Very excited to see what Horde Mode brings. Mm-hmm. Very curious to see... Uh, how this new hour-long Inside Xbox shows. This will be another one kind of in that post-E3 era. Aren't they showing the campaign for the first time? For for Gears 5 as well? I thought I saw something about a, a campaign reveal. I thought I saw something about Horde Mode reveal, and I'm looking at the dock, and I'm not seeing... I have a bad uh, memory and I'm driving, so, and there's no way I'm looking this up because I gotta that's follow not, the rules of the road. I'm only podcasting. That's not to say you're driving. wrong. No, it's they're gonna be possible. Awesome. We'll see campaign stuff from like Destiny 2, Shadowkeep, Blair Witch, Wasteland 3. Uh, you something I'm interested in. I'm Ghost Recon Breakpoint. I think that's flying under the radar, and given that we've got Jedi Fallen Order, Control, Doom, so many other games outside of uh, first party mm-hmm. that are showing up in this holiday. So Ghost Recon, I'm I'm anxious to see. I'm I'm very curious to see what direction this Gamescom goes in in this kind of after the E3 ESA uh, frustrations that have come of late, and I'm curious to see how we feel uh, a week later. Mr. Glorious One asks us on Twitter, Sean, what are we hoping to hear uh, about at Gamescom? He's hoping that Capcom will have a good show, uh, and he hashtags Dino Crisis Remake. Hmm. Any pie in the sky dreams for Gamescom Holy that you crap. didn't see at, at E3? Man, I don't know. I, I feel like I just need more at this point. I, I guess I get, my expectations are low, so I'm going to have a great time no matter what with Gamescom because I just feel like E3 is the is the perfect point in time for them to roll out what the, next, what the remainder of the year is going to look like. And we got a lot of what next year looks like as well. So I'm not really sure that I really need anything else. Uh, I, I need to be certain that I can play these games. <laughs> as you mentioned, all these, these games that are coming out, like I'm, I'm starting to have a bit of a panic attack. I'm not going to lie. Mm, I'll tell you who uh, may also be having a panic attack. Panic attack. Uh, Mr. Tim Off. He said that oh, no. in August. Uh, I say it's August, but Sam, his son, hello Sam, is already thinking about Christmas. He plans on asking Santa for an Xbox. Uh, would you recommend that Santa get this for his kid who loves Minecraft and Fortnite? And what kind of uh, games does Xbox have for eight to eleven year olds uh, that you can't get anywhere else? Well, I don't know if the, but you can't get anywhere else, but one of your favorites, I give a quick shout out to uh, Super Lucky's Tale. 
is a great oh, yeah. game for uh, for exactly that. But I, I think the the value is not necessarily in the exclusives as we've mentioned and and really conceded at this point is that you you get Game Pass, you get all those games, and you can't mm-hmm. get that anywhere else. Certainly, certainly, and that's a, that's a great point. Game Pass is where it's at, and I think mm-hmm. you're saying where to go for it. In my mind, grab an S, check out Game Pass. Plenty of great games in there. Disney Rush is also in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be specific, these might they might sound kiddy, but like I had a good time with Disney Rush, and I think there's a that's a good for that range type game platformer. Mm-hmm. Fun. I mean, there's, there's fun stuff there, you know. And also maybe some more thoughtful ones. Halo's not too bad. Halo Wars. Those are good games that aren't like hyper violent, but are still cool. Yeah, maybe. Maybe and lots I don't of know. Board I'm getting older. Too. Maybe it's not cool. They just released the Jackbox Party Pack games. Um, Pandemic is a board, mm-hmm. is a great board game. Uh, maybe, I'm not sure if it's too complex. I'm not sure. Like Lincoln doesn't play Pandemic, so I have no real measuring stick for that. But a lot of really good family games there as well on Game Pass. So I uh, I hope Sam gets it. But this is kind of like, are we giving away Christmas? Like if Sam, you're listening. Like this is a little late, but earmuffs. Earmuffs, buddy. Well, it depends on if Santa's listening, but let's be uh, very clear. Game Pass is is the value proposition for anybody this holiday, whatever mm. that is, mm-hmm. whatever that is. So if you're one of the people that waits for Black Friday sales, I'm sure you can get Game Pass cheaper, but you might be able to secure Game Pass instead of buying two or three disc-based games. Big time. You know, it might be better to just snag those. Oh, for sure. Uh, Speaking of a crowded holiday season, James Suddy asks us on Twitter, uh, with the fall lineup, what are you getting? What do you want to skip? Also, what are some of your favorite couch co-op games? So let's start with the, what are we going to skip this holiday? We've got a crowded Ooh. holiday, Sean. Mm-hmm. What are we skipping? I'm bad at this. You know this, man. I see all these games and I want them. I want to play mm-hmm. Blair Witch. Uh, Control is one that I am interested in that I'm not sure is like at the top of my list. Uh, Borderlands, I got to get. Borderlands 3. Um, Star Wars, I got to get because it's respawn. So I'm not sure, man. I, I feel like I'm just listing all the games, though. Or, like, <laughs> Is there anything that's coming up that you're like, Mm-mm, not for me? Very few are coming up that are like not for me. Some of them are coming up, and I'm like, I don't know when I would play this because because <laughs> I want to snag control right away. Mm-hmm. I would love to review control prior to gears, right? Because yeah. you can get it just probably finish it just before gears. The problem with Borderlands Three is it's right after gears. Yep. I I want all three of those, um, but in that in that lineup, control or Borderlands goes, but just based on time, mm-hmm. right? It goes to a sale or just maybe wait a little bit. Blair Witch looks cool. It's probably going to be delayed uh, in, in, my, in my queue. Uh, however, Game Pass might, may change that. Call of Duty, the stuff I'm hearing about Call of Duty, uh, it how gritty it is, it might be too hard on my soul to play through some of that stuff. <laughs> like, I'm so I, I mean, intrigued, man. Call of Duty is, is such a solid series. I know people love to hate on it, but I love it, man. That has my interest so for do sure. I. I absolutely love it as well. I mean, I, about a year ago this time, I was doing a retrospective playing all the games up to Black Ops 4, and, mm-hmm. and I really like it. But the gritty, intense war-type aspects, that that kind of slows me down in a, in a crowded lineup that includes stuff like Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, and I, Doom, which is a fantastical type of violence. You know what, though, man? Like, I was thinking about it, and I used to feel the same way about Call of Duty of old. Like, Call of Duty 2 and, and Modern Warfare or Call of Duty 4, World at War. Like, those were realistic and gritty. And, like, we just, we've kind of gotten away from that. So it does feel like a bit of a return to their roots. But maybe now with the power of the new technology and the, the consoles that we have now, it becomes a different focus rather 
rather than just yet another Call of Duty game. So that's kind of why it has me excited because that's what originally got me excited with these games. It wasn't that I was killing like millions of enemies. It was, man, it feels like I'm really on the beaches of Normandy right now. Like, this is a larger-than-life experience. Or this boat that we just piled on is sinking in front of our eyes and we're trying to get off this thing before we go down with it. Like Those are the moments that I look for in Call of Duty, those really stressful moments, all gillied up. I'm hoping for those types of experiences in the next Call of Duty game. So, by the way, mm-hmm. shout out to James saying some really nice things on Twitter. About like, man, love you, James. You're the best, dude. That's awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Now let's address his other question. Oh wait, hold on. Do we clearly? Did you have a skipped game? Like, is there a game you're just nah? <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I also don't have a list in front of <laughs> sure. these games, so I'm not. I I gotta play them all, and I'm, that's why I'm having this panic attack about it. So I'll be uh, touching the. I'll be at least touching them. I'll say that. All right. Anyone that you absolutely must play without a doubt, other than a Game Pass game. Like, Gears. Oh, Ge- Gears is the one that uh, Gears and, and Blair Witch I really want to play, but those are absolutely uh, Borderlands. And we'd be playing with Chelsea because her and I just, we forge our relationship on some Borderlands. So mm-hmm. I don't know if uh, maybe by the time Jedi comes out, like am I fatigued at that point? So I'm not, I'm not sure. That's too far out though. It, it's so funny because I was going to be like, well, the one that I know, you know, not Game Pass related, like, I would never skip Jedi. Not because I'm overly thrilled by the gameplay I've seen, because I'm not, I'm not thrilled by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> Episode 9 comes out this year, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's oh, get we're on all going to be riding train. All going to be riding that train. And I, I don't know what the release date is, but the Star Wars Lego game, I'm, I'm in on that one. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Favorite couch co-op games? Mr. Study asks us that. I would suggest any Diablo-style game. I mm-hmm. love the Diablos. Torchlight's on Game pa- uh, Games of Gold right now. That's one to check out. Uh, Rocket League, good ca- good couch co-op. Not a lot of beat-em-ups in there, man. I love beat-em-ups. Well, Borderlands, I'm going to give another shout-out to them. The Handsome Collection is on Game Pass and has been on Games with Gold, I believe, in the past as well. So many people listening should have access to some Borderlands. That, Like I just mentioned, Chelsea and I played the crap out of both 1 and 2. Uh, not so much love for the pre-sequel, but I love me some Borderlands 2. The original looter shooter that you can play with a friend. Yep. And James also recommend Gears and Halo. A lot of those games, I think all but one of those are are good at... Uh, if you've got the Master Chief Collection, jump in and do some, some split screen. It'll be some good stuff Oh, there, dude, Halo 5 is awesome to play with, with friends. Because then you're not even focused on the story. And if you're disappointed in that, you just go play some classic Halo. Oh, man, if, that feels great to play with friends. And not too long from now, you'll be able to check out Halo Reach in the Master Chief Collection. I'm very curious to see if we hear about that at Gamescom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be great. So. Yeah, I think um, it was playable at E3. I don't know if we ever got to it, though. We did not get to it. Yeah, we, we were we were swamped. Yeah, we had other uh, things. We, yeah, yeah. Me, we met Phil Spencer. Hey, Phil. Hey, Phil. Uh, let's see. Hylian Intelligent says, We know the Xbox One controllers will work with Starlet, but what mm-hmm. upgrades would you like to see Microsoft make to its base controller, like its standard consumer controller, like the bundled-in one? Yep. Uh, he'd like, I'd like a better battery life and yep. include it in a, with a rechargeable battery pack. Not built in, though, as I like the option for double A's. Uh, he'd also like a gyro. I'm going to take this one first, Sean. I love his idea about a rechargeable battery being uh, removable only because people like you weird me out and they're like, oh, I definitely want to <laughs> be able to swap out my batteries. Yeah. Um, but I want to, I, I, I always, rechargeable batteries are a must. Yeah. Battery life has never been an issue for me because I just put one down and pick up the next one. But I'm, I'm 
a solo single gamer in that respect, and so I can just put one down, snag the next. Yeah. Uh, what about you, man? Gyro, gyro reminds me of six axis, and that scares me. Yeah, a little bit. I don't not know if I need necessarily uh, the motion involved in things, and I've long I've long held the opinion that uh, I would rather be the master of my own battery destiny. But since um, the Pro Controller on Nintendo Switch, uh, it lasts about 40 hours, and we're starting to see maybe some advancements here, I might be switching over to the built-in battery. It might be an okay thing. My opinion was really based on my PlayStation controllers dying like crazy. And I'm like, I can mm-hmm. just buy batteries that are better than this, and I would rather do that. So if batteries are going to be better internally, then yes, I'm on board with that. But the, the thing that I would like to see maybe built in is to uh, what I thought they were going to do when they killed Connect was a microphone built into that thing. I love the voice commands that launched with Xbox One. I love saying, telling my Xbox to turn on and, and record that or screenshot that or start up Skype or whatever it was. Um, I would really like to see them merge alongside those uh, the other Google Homes and, and Echoes, that, the, the, the home assistants that they've got going mm-hmm. on. Uh, but I don't know that they're going to do that because it does seem like they're letting the... Um, the ancillary products take that on for them. But in order to interact with my Xbox, I would really like to talk to it. I don't know if that's just me, though. No, I don't think it's just you. I mean, PlayStation was almost there when they put a speaker into their controller on the, the PS4, and then uh, the Wii like Mo had a speaker yep. there. I mean, that, those existed. Uh, mm-hmm. I, w- I would love to see a share button, man. Share button would be great. Enough. Yeah, yeah. I really, I really don't like the double tap to share, mm-hmm. um, but it's better than not being able to, to be very clear, because we well, couldn't do that at the beginning of the generation. How much do you borrow from the Elite? So that's sort of like, this, like the, the highest standard of controller. Do you want, like I kind of think about the multiple profiles with a new one coming out. You have three profiles that you can have on there, which I think is great. Um, and the, the paddles on the back, like is there a way to do that in a way that is uh, affordable for just a standard controller? Or is that always going to be relegated to the Elite or the most expensive version? So I'm not sure if there's things from the most expensive controller that you can bring down to the standard controller, but obviously I like a lot from the Elite controller. I agree. I agree. I'm curious if the paddle technology makes an appearance in some way, shape, or form. I, to me, it's game-changing. Now, see, I, I've never used a paddle, and so I'm excited for the Elite 2 for that exact reason. Uh, and I'm, I'm, and part of me wishes that they were coming out alongside Gears. Yeah. Uh, just, just because apparently that's that's a very comfortable way to play that game. But hey, we'll see, man. And I'll be, I'll have the the Elite Two when it does launch. It's mm-hmm. my birthday present to myself from myself that my wife says is from her. A lot. To me, from me. <laughs> Makes sense. Who signs the card? I, I don't know. Yeah, I got the neighbor on that one. I got nothing on that one. Sure, sure. All right. Yeah. Um, did you see? All right. So this made me just think. Have you seen all these collectors editions that are coming out for all these different games that are like? Three hundred dollars for two hundred fifty dollars, four hundred dollars. Yeah, kind games of thing. that nobody's heard of. There's a four hundred dollar yeah. edition. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I can't afford a replica Lancer or a super cool controller. Or even I want the custom Gate Kate Gears controller. Mm-hmm. I'm not buying that next to all these other amazing games we've got coming out this this holiday and this this fall. Yeah, and the Elite controller. There's no way that that, that can happen. I don't. I want to know who's getting that three hundred dollar. You know, Dark Dark Side of Genesis or exactly. Bio-Mutant. Like what's <laughs> happening there? No kidding. Yeah, what's let us on? know. I'm, Interested in both those games, but a collector's edition? I know. I know, man. I didn't. I can't believe those are even still a thing. I think John Wall had been mentioning that on Twitter as well. Uh, also, you reminded me of the when you mentioned Lancer. Um, Gears of Five. Gears of Five. Gears Five went gold, uh, I believe, last week, and they celebrated with some cake. And uh, Rod Ferguson, head of the studio, cut the cake with a giant Lancer. Like he yeah, just chainsawed through it, dude. That was awesome. That is so on brand, and I love it. They're having a good time over there. So congratulations for that game going gold. I cannot. We're we're within a month, man. It's happening. 
Oh, I know. And you know the, the funniest thing about having a show like ours is we exist in this like nebulous enthusiast press is what I like to think of us as. You know, like we're not media, mm-hmm. we're not journalists, mm-hmm. we're not just just a random guy in the street that like oh yeah I guess I know what Gears of War is. Whenever I see stuff like that, I want to tweet like my collection of things that are like that. And a while back, I sold most of my gear stuff to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. And but now I've got like my books. I want to tw- like I always want to tweet them back and be like, "Look, I buy your. I love this franchise. Look at me. Mm-hmm. I've read this. I re- I watched this thing. I bought this thing." I always want to show off to the people on Twitter. Do you ever do that? Do you ever think that the urge to do that? I don't think so, man. But like, good for oh, you. Sweet. Yeah, no, that's, Yay, that's nerdy we're different. Me. Yep. <laughs> Hello, listeners. Dork. If you if you are also a nerd or a dork and you like to show off your collections of things, please let me know. Mm-hmm. Please let uh, me know. Well, I was in uh, visiting family last week in in Kelowna. I, I visited with my. I think he was. He's nine years old. My my cousin's son. Super nerd showed me all of his uh, Harry Potter stuff, his wand, his little book, and everything. So I'm I'm sort of picturing Luke Lore <laughs> talking to these people on the internet, showing them all these cool collectibles. And it reminds me of my little, I guess, second cousin, cousin mm-hmm. removed. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's basically the same. He's like, and look I, at all my you know, cool stuff. I got my new gear stuff framed, my Gears Five poster framed. Oh, that's awesome. Sign poster. That's actually framed. awesome, though. But to tell me, and, like, I'm excited. Well, I thank you, but you remember when you were a kid also with your nerdy nerdy section, you would rearrange it and be like, whole new room, man. Big, whole new room. What do you mean when you're a kid? I, that's like what's Case. behind me in my gaming setup. I've got the, the Ikea shelf that everybody's got. That's what's up, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wanted to ask one last question of you before we end out the show. Uh, I'm playing through a a game. I will not. It's not good. Oh, um, no. And I'm like, I, you know, I read the description. I was like, oh, I like this. It sounded like a game of old. I was like, sweet, I want to check this out. And I'm playing it, and it looks like a toddler made it. And that's not actually true. It's not actually fair. Oh, it was it, it was just a probably a first go and somebody just trying their hand at something, uh-huh. right? And that's awesome. That's awesome. And I love that there exist spaces for people to try their hand at making games and and, and whatnot. My oh, I see where you're is, going with this. Does this belong on the Xbox store? And mm-hmm. how much curation is necessary on there? Should we have games that look like students made them? Should those <laughs> exist there? Is it gonna get crowded like the Steam marketplace where titles that that deserve an audience maybe not like triple a sponsored and published by the biggest grandest but like deserve an audience how much curation needs to happen uh so that we do put put eyes on games that deserve to be seen god this is the this is this is the age-old question and i don't know what the right answer is i guess i would just start with that that i don't know what i want because i think in both cases whether there's full-on curation there are limitations to that and uh, the, the, where you will be missing out on games that you don't know are great for you because they've, they've been so finely selected that you miss out on the gems that may appear or might, uh, by, by someone else's standards, not be a good game, but you totally miss out on it because it's never really been given the chance to thrive or to find its audience. And on the other hand, if you just let everything kind of go, then you have the problem that you're, that you're describing where um, how do you find the good stuff? If there's just so much, how, do you, how does anything even gain any attention? So I don't, I don't know what I want. What I, I think that, um, that we'll always be striving for just a little bit better. Um, this game is similar to this game where this is, uh, I, I think companies can do better in identifying what games that I like, like what's a Sean ass game. And then like mm-hmm. going, this is a game like that, even regardless of quality, just the, what type of game is it? I think would be a better way of curation than somebody determining that this is a good quality or bad quality game. It's a, it's a great answer, and it's funny because, like, Nailed as it. I was telling you what my issue was, I feel like a jerk. You know? Now I want to know but what I'm game it is. Were you asking well, me about I'm, it before? 
Maybe yes, yes. Yeah. I was. Okay. Okay. Uh, and it looks and plays like a flash game. Mm-hmm. And oh, it, it's, it's mm-hmm. frame rate problems. It looks like a a first or second generation flash game mm-hmm. uh, from back in the back in the day of Newgrounds, and and that's frustrating because the description was so cool, and I, and I want developers to have a starting point. You mm-hmm. have you should have a place to to try your hand at things, and for for eyes to be on that. The question is, how much does that dilute the pool of quality, and is that something that's acceptable in a console space, in a in a game store, a Windows game store, a Steam store, Epic game store. Like, where's the right place for this? Should there be a dedicated section? And I don't have a good answer to that, and I wish I had been more articulate in presenting the argument because now I feel guilty. Well, no, that's um, what, well. Think about like like what number? Like, it's almost like you have to be if you're gonna if you're gonna talk about this as a problem, like you have to have a pretty specific solution or goal at the end of it so if like if there's i don't know what the right number is if, it, if there's a hundred thousand games right now and you take that number down to ten thousand does that actually make it better like for example i live i would say i live about 45 minutes away from my brother he may mm-hmm. as well live in australia like mm-hmm. he's so far away like 45 minutes is not stop by kind of thing like he's so far sure. away that he may as well be on the other side of the world so if what i'm saying is if you take the the game library from a hundred thousand down to ten thousand that's a huge reduction but it still doesn't solve the problem. 10,000 is still too many games to comb through. So then you yeah. go, maybe don't do it at all. Maybe don't do, have any sort of sifting or, or curation. And that's kind of, I guess, where I, where I end up with this. And then go back to find me games that are similar for whatever reason. It's, that's where the magic is happening. That there has to be some sort of connection on the gameplay mechanic or if it's story-driven or genre or whatever it is or a magic combination of all those things. Um, that's where AI, I think, comes in for sure. And- yeah, and that sounds to me like like Google AdSense or something, reading your cookies and saying, okay, this is what we should promote to this consumer mm-hmm. based yeah. on this search. And as much as I, I understand people's reluctance towards that that leaning, right. also, if Amazon's going to uh, gonna market to me while I'm on the internet, I want it to be something I want Big time. I'm interested in. And so there's a bit of a, a trade-off in that. But yeah, I, I, was just, I was thinking about that as I played this game that... You know, the achievements are silly. It's done. It doesn't look like it's, it doesn't look to a casual like it took a lot of effort. But I'm sure somebody put their heart and soul into making this uh, in a first attempt or, or as a side project while they work a day job. And it just made me wonder: How do you call and curate? Yeah, you know, hundred thousand down to ten. Who says no? Why would they say no? What justifies being saying no? And that's just a tough topic. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested so. to see how that hits people i love i'd love for you guys to tweet at us at the xbox drive and let us know um how your what your take is on even on game pass itself is a, is a service that um might ha- like does it have too many games like i don't think so i don't think we're quite there just yet because i think even playstation now or whatever they call it over there um has even more games but you know within a certain sect or segment uh, of games or, or if you turn down the aisle of a game store in an online sense uh, those aisles go down a long way, dude, no matter how you slice it. So I don't know. I don't know exactly what the right answer is, but I, I like the conversation. And it continues to change how, um, depending on how we're, we're consuming our games or how they're being presented to us in a digital or physical format. It's always a little bit different. The digital scene has allowed this number to balloon where previously the retail space limited how many games were physically on the shelf. Indeed. A well-made point. A well-made point. And guys, we do, as Sean alluded to, we do want to hear your response on this. So please do treat us, tweet us at the Xbox Drive and treat us to your opinion. Oh, good one. Mm. Nice save. 
Thanks, man. I totally did it on purpose. Yep. Totally did it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Guys, you can find me streaming over on Mixer.com slash InsipidGhost. Uh, my schedule is going to be a bit more limited of late, but I'm very hopeful that I can kind of ride the next two months out uh, and not lose a ton of momentum with that. So if you are a Mixer fan or interested, please do follow me over there. And you can also find me on Twitter at MLS Reserves. And guys, you can find me on Twitter at Sean Capri. It's Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Sean Capri on Tuesdays and Thursday nights. Um, and also, if you want to throw a dollar or two into the uh, the gas tank, some gas money for me. Patreon.com slash Yumi Capri. Luke, I, I, can I tell you something, man? I think we really hit it out of the park with this episode. I feel good about it, man. 101? This is good. The Wonderful 101 is what I'll call oh, this episode. That's a Nintendo game. That's not what I'm going to call this episode. Do it. All right.